because your character does come from deep within. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, even Jesus Christ said, look, adultery, theft, murder, that all comes out of the heart. Yeah. That's bad character comes out of the heart. Well, guess what? Good character comes out of the heart, too. And who you are at heart is going to get displayed through decisions you make, through situations that you encounter. It's going to display who you really are. You, even if a person is not having a good day, you try to control the atmosphere in the room and not let the atmosphere take over you. That's the way I was raised. I'm Bill McMinn, Senior Pastor of Beagleville Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living, and we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube. Type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn, pastor of Eagleville Bible Church, along with me, a fellow pastor, Steve Sargent from the Hiawatha Church of God in Christ. That's right. Yes. And I'll say it. You know, I haven't seen you in a number of weeks, so I haven't said it that recently and i think i still got it right you still have it right you still have it right <laughs> dude i've said that so many times when we were doing the radio show i think i've got it burned in my you also do our director at samaritan house right. for the homeless shelter yes, so you also... right yes it's my full-time job full-time job mm-hmm. and then you have part-time jobs because i saw you here working a funeral yeah. on saturday so yes we were here together doing that but anyway i want to talk about character this podcast talk about character another one improving your character and, you know, that one would be cover uh, Galatians 5, 22 through 23, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I think it's a super important passage. But when it comes to character, how would you define it? Like if someone said, hey, Steve, define what it means for character. Well, I would say that, that character, if I could put it in just a, uh, a short definition, is who you are when nobody's looking. I would agree. Because that, that really uh, defines it because we can wear masks. I mean, not literally. <laughs> Literally or figuratively. <laughs> I mean the full face mask, okay? Um, and depending upon where we are, we can, we can smile and appear to be happy when we're really sad, or we can appear to be good when we're bad. You know, there's all those things we can do in human nature. Right. But who we really are is who we are when nobody's around. Right. Absolutely. I've often, I've often said this, who you are is who you are at home. Yeah. Cause how you treat your wife and your kids That's is right. pretty much a good expression of character, but character too is just the, the traits that define you. So, you know, a person could be, uh, Hardworking, a person could be ornery, a person could be, mm-hmm. right? Sounds like uh, me. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> but right, it's just kind of who you are. And I think that uh, the tough times really define that too. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to have put on a smile and be all nice when everything's going your way and everyone agrees with you 100%. But right. when you get into a situation where it doesn't, then that's way harder mm-hmm. to me. It is. Um you know, when things are smooth, we have a tendency to go with the flow. But when the, you know, the waters become turbulent, that's when we start figuring out. And sometimes we don't know we have certain character flaws mm-hmm. until, yeah, blind. We're, until we're tried. Right. You know, something happens and you realize, oh, I didn't know I had a temper like that or I could react in that, right. that particular way. So, but sometimes, you know, I acknowledge, you know, my character is like, hey, you know, when times were tough or 
when I wasn't happy about something, yeah, probably in future days, if somebody else does something similar, I'm probably not going to be happy about that either because certain <laughs> simple behaviors make me pretty unhappy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if, if a guy is upset that his wife cheats on him, well, I'd say, yeah, he probably has a character where he doesn't want his wife cheating on him. Oh, so sure. it's probably what, uh, it's probably how he'd be every time, right? <laughs> so, but I look at it too. Uh, it's the patterns that you repeat. And one of the things I was just talking to somebody recently about is when it comes to your patterns of living is that you can change those. Mm-hmm. So if you had a pattern of, you know, you're not really there uh, attentive to your spouse, you can change that pattern. If you had a pattern where you're relying on alcohol, you can stop relying on alcohol. You could start relying on God. Mm-hmm. And then that God reliance becomes part of your character rather than alcohol. So I really do believe that you can change it. Oh, yes. Right? That's right. Our character can be changed. And that's when one of the things a relationship in Christ does. It, it automatically begins to change our character. Right. And the more we seek after him and the closer we get to him, the more we realize, okay, this was a character flaw of mine. Right. And he's helping me to improve it. Well, I have some. You know, I, I do too. I, I, I definitely do. I confess before a live studio audience. Right. <laughs> it's a constant we, battle and a work. It, it is. How would you describe yourself, though, as far as character goes? Well, I would say for the most part, number one, because of how I was brought up, I was raised to treat people with respect. Right. You know, I'm the youngest of my whole family. So everybody was older and I always had to treat everybody older like they were older. Right. With respect. Even my sister, two years older than me. Right. She might as well have been 10 years older than me because you're the you're at the bottom of the totem pole. Right. You don't have any order to give anybody except for my two dogs that I had. So I always <laughs> treated people with respect. You say hello. You say goodbye. You open the door for people. You even if a person's not having a good day, you try to control the atmosphere in the room and not let the atmosphere take over you. That's the way I was raised. Right. And while I have not perfected it, I do try to make that a part of my everyday life, even when I'm not having a, you know, a good day. Right, if the Steelers would lose. And you're yeah, not- I'm not a happy camper when they lose. <laughs> and, that, and that's the truth. And thank God I haven't seen a whole lot of that in my life. Right. But when I have, I, you know, those Mondays are what people would tease me, the people that really know me right. and know not to say anything to me about it, that right. we lost. Right. Unless you're a fellow believer like myself. That's right. <laughs> and we're on the same page and we're, we're bleeding together. Right, exactly. Leave Steve alone. Give him at least till Tuesday before you, before you confront him about how they lost or bust his chops about it. I would say for me, I mean, uh, hardworking, fun, uh, determined, not one for making a lot of excuses. Just mm-hmm. go get it done. Do the best that you can all the time. Never want to mail it in. You know, I've never had that attitude in preaching on a Sunday. I can mail this one in. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter if you really try. It doesn't matter if you strive for excellence. To me, it's like, no, wanting to do my best yes. is always just, just part of who I am. But one thing I've realized, though, is you can't define yourself by how other people view you because some people love Jesus and some people crucify Jesus. So you look at it from that, even the Apostle Paul said that he goes, I'm not going to be judged by anyone. And we might as well move right into that. Your character is not what other people say. He said Mm -hmm. this, now it is required of those who have been given a trust, they must prove faithful. I care very little if I'm judged by you or any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear. It doesn't make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. So his whole attitude is, look, I'm going to stand before God, and God's going to be the one who judges my character. Mm-hmm. I can't worry about what everyone says because sometimes, like this verse in Isaiah 59, 14, justice is driven back, 
righteous the righteousness stands at a distance truth is stumbled in the streets honesty cannot enter truth is nowhere to be found and whoever shuns evil becomes a prey and so it was saying for people who actually stood up to do the right thing they became prey they were attacked for that so even though they were people of good character because they were shunning evil they were attacked because they didn't want anything to do with it right so right they were treated like they were the evil ones Yes. Yeah. Well, have you ever been there as a pastor? Oh, absolutely. And right. Yeah. When you stand up for what's right, uh, standing up for what's right is not always what's most popular. Right. Agreed, it's, my it's friend. Not, agreed. There's no guarantee behind yeah, it. Yeah. So I realized, well, you know, because sometimes I think, you know, we, not saying we get gaslighted, but you start to question or wonder about yourself. It's like, well, wow, you know, I was trying to do the right thing and now I'm a bad guy. I just talked to one of my fellow pastors about it last week and he was kind of just walking through a scenario of, yeah, I was great. Then I wasn't, then I was great. Now I'm a bad guy. And he hasn't changed one bit. Like he's, he's the same guy he was through the whole thing and standing on the word of God and doing the right thing. But because he didn't agree with that person's position, all of a sudden now he realizes that he's viewed as the bad guy, even though he's not the bad yeah. guy. So I can't take character and say, well, my character is what other people say that I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is my reputation, but I'm saying some people are just disgruntled because, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Maybe they were late to work all the time and you fired them because they were late to work mm-hmm. constantly and they wouldn't get their act together. So you had to let them go. And then all of a sudden you're the bad guy. They're not the bad person for being late all the time. You're the bad guy. <laughs> right? That's right. That's the way it is. Often, even in school, if you um, don't get the grade you think you should have had, well, the teacher doesn't like you. you know, it wasn't that like, you didn't pass the test. You didn't turn in your homework. Forget all those things. Right. Oh, the teacher just didn't like you. you right. Know? So people always, we always have made excuses. And when you come to that point where you realize, you know what? It's me. I got to do better. Then that's when your character begins to improve. Right. So don't worry about what other people say when you're doing the right thing. Now, if you're like just a nasty person, everyone's telling you you are, you're, you're nasty. You're not nice. Uh, maybe you're kind of hard to ride, always riding the people at the Samaritan house yeah. where you're directing there and you know, all your workers and the residents and you're always, and you got that reputation. Yeah. Maybe that's a character flaw you need to work on because mm-hmm. everyone's seen it. I think there's value in what other people see that you don't. Yeah. I think there's value, but I think you have to discern it because sometimes you're going to get maligned for doing exactly what you should have done and exactly for standing your ground and saying, hey, this doesn't fly. And I completely disagree with it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. I agree with you. Here's another thing. Uh, character is a clear conscience and a pure heart. First Timothy 1.5, the goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Now, I really love this because it says... Here's, here's what character is, right? It's love, and you got a pure heart. you got a good conscience. you got a sincere faith. What do you think of that verse in regards to what my character should be? When we have love, first of all, love, especially, you know, agape love, love that we love mankind, not because they're treating us right, right. or because they're perfect or they're, like, just so lovable, Because of what Christ and how he loves us, that love overflows in us to us loving them. Right. That's the first thing. So when we love them, we realize, you know, I was, I probably told this story before in one of our other shows. Um, I was helping our bishop years ago. We were going to 
walking with him to the restroom in a big conference we had. And our way to the restroom, a little kid karate kicked the door open, you know, like like he was Kung Fu or someone. And the, the bishop's first reaction was to tell him, don't do that. You know, he's going to mess up the door or whatever. Right. And then he looked at me and he said, you know, sometimes I forget I was a little kid once. Right. And we, we start dealing with people out of love. We forget that. You know what? I, I'm not quite 100% there yet. Right. But love will make you look at it different. I think, too, love covers a multitude of it sins. It sure does. But there's, there's parts like love, trust, but sometimes people are untrustworthy. So you can't. Like open your heart 100% to right. people that you know are going to stomp that or they're going to do you wrong just because that's just, just the way it's it how, went, right. went for you. I mean, you're not, you're not going to hit it off with everyone. Oh, that's I guarantee you. But I do agree with what you're saying. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love, love someone even if they're not lovable. That's the challenge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you look at your character and say, is that what I am? Yeah. Is that who I am? Because your character does come from deep within. Like, there's no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind. Like, even Jesus Christ said, look, adultery, theft, murder, that all comes out of the heart. Yeah. That's bad character. It comes out of the heart. Well, guess what? Good character comes out of the heart, too. Mm-hmm. And who you are at heart is going to get displayed through decisions you make, through situations that you encounter. It's going to display who you really are, what you really believe what you're really all about, what you support. I think what you support, all of that goes into your character. That's true. I agree. Right? Yeah, it does. So we should um, we should do self-evaluation constantly right? when it comes down to our own self. And that would help us when we start have to de- having to deal with other people and their issues. Right. We got to see ourselves. I think sometimes that you're... Like you, you think about some of your frustrations or maybe times when for myself, I'll, I'll throw myself in there times I've been become angry uh, with people. It's that you actually, what was driving that is you love them so much that you were disappointed in some of their decisions that you deem as poor decisions. I think that that's kind of hard too, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're loving the person, but you're, it's actually your love, which love can be tough. Yeah. by the way. And sometimes love needs to be tough. You really care about somebody. But then I challenge myself this way too, is that, you know, so one part is a recognition that, yeah, some, some of my bad days have been because of how much I love someone, mm-hmm. the irony of that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, but I think too, do the people around me have intrinsic value as people because I love them that much. Like Christ loves us. And you look at your church as, man, I really love these people. Like I super care about these people like this me, if they go through something bad, that means something to me because I love them that much. That's right. You start feeling what they feel. Right. You you know, sometimes you may even lose sleep over whatever it is they're suffering with or going through or challenged with. Oh, I have. Absolutely. I have hearts in your mind. Mm -hmm. And And I think too, you know, loving your friends is easy. And I, and by the way, I mean, I want to love my friends. Like I want to make sure I treat them right. I care about them. I pray for them. I, I would do anything to help them. I got their back 100%. Like, to me, that's character, too. Mm-hmm. You got a friend, you've got their back. You, you're a loyal friend. All that, all that is character. But a love, too, that extends for those you don't know as well, that you're still you're very concerned for them as well. If they're, you hear somebody's going through you know, a marriage problem. I mean, I've <clears throat> met, I talked to a guy the other week I never, had never even met before. Since then, I've texted him, how are you doing? Right. What's going on? 
another another guy you know that i've talked to you know yeah they might not be your right immediate tight circle but yeah i'm concerned sure and that's character so i mean it has to be that i think pure heart too and examining your motives you know and and my question is how do you know if your heart is pure and you're handling the situation in the right way like what do you think about that you know pure heart well a heart that is pure wants to do the right thing and i would okay. say right i'm talking according to the, you know, the word of God right. and so on. And um, we, sometimes you got to sit down and think about it or talk to yourself. Like, why do you want the Cleveland Browns to lose? Yes, that, that's like, a good question. Why, like, <laughs> for real, like, that's just an example. Like, why do you want them to lose? Well, then you start realizing, okay, we're in the same division and, I want everybody in my division to lose right. most of the time. Sometimes right. I need one to beat the other because they're ahead of right. us or something. So what's your motive behind it? And likewise, in dealing with people, why do you want them? To, you, know, you know, I found myself, and I'm just going to, I guess, be candid, at times almost wishing evil on someone. And I don't mean like death, but maybe like punishment. Get them. Right. For something that they did. But then when you consider what you've done. Right. Don't you want not saying that they shouldn't be uh, reprimanded, but don't you want mercy when it comes down to you? Right. Absolutely. So we have to operate at the same heart. No, I agree. So a pure heart. I think too, if I'm like, do I have a pure heart? If whether I've been easy or hard, I mean, I could be easy on somebody. I shouldn't be easy on. Yeah. And that's not a pure heart either because mm -hmm. I'm giving them a pass when, Hey, they did the same thing. Somebody else. I didn't give them a pass, you know, cause I think being fair is part of your character as well. But how do you know if your heart is pure? Are you malicious versus helpful? If my if the intent of my actions is to hurt somebody else or to cause their downfall or mm -hmm. to create pain in their lives, which is not my job. I mean, that's God's stuff. Right. God's job is to bring, like you said, any kind of vengeance or stuff. That's not my job. Right. I'm supposed to be full of compassion and kindness and forgiveness. I mean, that's what it says in Ephesians 4.32, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. And we're not supposed to grieve the Holy Spirit. We're supposed, right. to, we're supposed to put off bitterness, rage, anger, malice. If I'm being fueled by bitterness, rage, anger, malice, and that's why I'm saying what I do, that's why I'm telling the stories I do, I'm doing it purely to hurt somebody, that's not a pure heart. Right. If I did something to hurt you because I wanted to help you, and sometimes that's what it takes, like my kids disciplining a kid hurts the kid for the short term, but it helps them in the long term. Mm -hmm. So, right? So, I mean, if my is my heart pure? You know, I think it really depends on the purpose. And I think, too, having a sincere faith, he talks about, which means no hypocrisy. Yeah. You can't be a hypocrite. That's right. You have to be able to see yourself and your weakness and your flaw and to have the discipline to make the necessary corrections. Right. They used to say when I was a kid in one of my classes, discipline yourself so others won't have to. Yeah, that's a great one. Well, yeah. it even says in uh, Head of Communion, mm -hmm. examine yourself lest yeah. you be If you judge yourself, you wouldn't be judged that's right. by God, right? Because you're doing it yourself. Uh, so the goal of this command, love, pure heart, good conscience, a sincere faith. So to me, when I have that pure heart, I'm going to have a good conscience. And I know that my conscience is clear. No matter what any clear conscience, it doesn't matter what everyone else is saying. I know that what I did, I did for God and I did it with a good pure heart. I think that helps give you that clear conscience, but your character ultimately is what you do over and over and over again. You can have a bad day and yell at your kids 
doesn't mean it's your character. That yeah. might be one day out of a thousand days. You know, you lost your cool. I would say, no, that's not your character. Your character who is who you typically are mm-hmm. in most situations, I would say, is the greatest. Sometimes we'll pin someone at their worst moment, and we'll try to treat them like their characters, all that. Right. And that's really it's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Because that was one day. That was one conversation. That's not really what their character that's is. Right. Your character is what they are all the time. But here's a quote. I love those. People of character do the right thing, even if no one else does, not because they think it will change the world, but because they refuse to be changed by the world. Mm, Michael Josephson. So I thought that was, that was good. It's like, I'm not doing the right thing. I want to do the right thing no matter what anyone else does, not per se because I think I'm going to change the world. It's because I don't want to become like the world. Yeah, that's right. I think that's a great quote. That's a very good quote. Right. I'm going to have to save that. Right. Save it, man. Take this paper home. You can save it. I... You know, I didn't know if you'd really come up with a quote for the show. And so I knew that I had to have one. And so I'm like, Steve always has a quote. Bill, it's time for you to grow up, have some character yourself, and have your own quote. I think that's what it really was about. But character is who you are through and through. You know, typically if you have character, you have honesty. You're honest. I mean, it's just you're you're honest no matter what. I, my character, I can be pretty blunt. I, if I don't want to tell you, I just won't tell you. But I'm not, I don't want to lie to you. Sure. I just don't tell. I just won't say it. Yeah. But if I say it and you you like egg me on to say it, <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna tell you pretty straight up because that's how I want you to be with me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want you to be beating around the bush about it. if I did something to offend you. Tell me about it. Yeah. Let's work it through, man. Sure. I want to get better. I don't want to be doing the same stupid stuff to offend you all the time. So anyway, character. That's what it is. Hopefully, the show has helped you. We appreciate you tuning in. Tune in to the next episode. We're gonna talk about improving your character. Y'all have a great week.